Hello everyone, I am Pastor Jack Wilson and this is, you think? Well, I'm sitting here in my office, I want to say good morning to you all because it's 7.47 a.m. But that is Filipino time and uh, it's also the same exact time, only 12 hours difference in the east coast of the United States. So it would be that time at night on, uh, in New York, say. All right, just to let you know, it's very hot here. It's very sticky here. When you hear me speak, you hear me speak. I don't go in there and doctor up the uh, accent of my voice or uh, stop the music playing in the background. There's some, somebody's playing a violin. I'm in the church office right now. And uh, it's just a normal setting. Like you would be in your house, you listen to me ramble on, and if you get something good at it, well, that's just wonderful. And that's our point here is just to make uh, something new to your mind or reaffirm something that's in your mind to make you a more godly person. Today we're going to speak about are you saved? Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that are saved already. And, uh, you know, you might say, oh, this is going to be boring. Uh, we know all about this, but the point is we have to do this. We haven't done this in, in how many episodes I've done already, and we really have to <clears throat> speak to those who know they're not saved or think they're saved but are not, okay? There goes the, there goes the ambulance. Okay, so we're going to speak to them. Hopefully, maybe you can get some points on speaking them uh, also. Many people think they're saved and uh, because they do good works, because they donate to the church, uh, because they've hung around born-again churches. I've, I've met people I said, are you saved? Oh, yeah. Are you going to uh, be with Jesus when you die? Oh, definitely. Uh, how do you know? that? Well, I'm born again. Oh, how'd you get born again? Well, uh, by going to the born-again church. Uh, that's not how you do it, folks. I'm sorry. And people are sincere in believing that they're saved. But when you question them, when you get down to the nitty-gritty, you know what? I am not saved. I went to a church that the pastor was aghast. You know aghast? Aghast. Uh, mouth open. While his adult daughter walked down the aisle to be saved. He thought she was saved. We, we don't know, folks. We know who we are. We know what we think. We know what we believe. And that's it. And we may have strong opinions of other people being saved. But you never know until that day. Anyway, uh, Matthew 4, 1 says, For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven. And all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. In other words, there won't be anyone after them. And Matthew 4, 2 says, But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. Now, a very nice flowery old English language. and uh, uh, But the truth of the matter is, 
there's going to come a time when those who do not know Jesus, okay, it says those who fear my name, but fear meaning respect, okay, not that we cringe, we walk around uh, cringing and fearing that uh, Jesus is going to come and kill us, all right, but we respect him because we want to honor him and we want to follow him. He's our Lord and he's our Savior. But for one says that the time will come and that those who do not know him shall burn as in an oven. And we can look at Isaiah and other verses too where it says, I saw the sky uh, peel back like a scroll and the mountains were moved out of their place. In other words, he, he was seeing a uh, atomic bomb or a nuclear bomb or whatever you call these bombs and uh, he didn't understand what was happening but that's what was happening that's what will happen to this earth and the uh, heat and the intensity and the flames uh, will cover the earth will cover the earth there's that time that's coming when those who are not gods will be burned up and those that are with, are with him will enjoy everlasting peace and this is something you know what your 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 priest cannot baptize you and say now you're going to heaven all right you cannot do anything to get you into heaven except come to christ and we'll tell you how to do that the bible says in matthew 7 22 many will say to me in that day and this is interesting listen up lord lord have we not prophesied in that name and in thy name have thy cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works people who have uh, done good things for the, uh, thinking they're doing it for the Lord were only doing it for themselves making themselves feel good making themselves feel important but they were never associated with Jesus Christ what this says to me is that there will be many the first word many that sincerely believe they are saved but they will go off into eternal damnation we can easily point out why in Galatia e Christo and Mormons and Jehovah Witnesses are not saved we use the Bible and can show them why they are not saved it's all in there the next part is, can we show people who say they believe the Bible and have not accepted Jesus how they might not be saved? Let's focus on that. Why are you saved? But don't tell me it's because you have accepted Jesus. All right? Let, let's have a different quiz on that. Uh, don't tell me because God said I am. Don't tell me because you belong to a saved church. Matthew 7 23 and then I will profess unto them I never knew you depart from me ye that work iniquity it says I never knew you not you were saved you came back you got lost you you repent no you lost yourself in no such thing okay you were never saved and James 2 14 says what doth it profit my brethren though a man say he hath faith and have not works can faith save him now we studied this here at church before and we know that it's not works that save you but what it is saying is that works are a sign of salvation 
So if you wear fireman's clothes but never put out a fire, will you get a fireman's pension? No, because no matter what you say, you're not a fireman. Now let's look at being a Christian. If you say you are a Christian but do not go to church, will people wonder about you? I hear so many people saying, oh, I could worship God at home. Yes, you can and you should. You should worship him everywhere. The Bible says pray without ceasing. In other words, every, every thought you have might include him. All right? But it also says do not forsake the fellowship of the believers. You need to be with other believers. How about if you're a drunk or a constant liar or do not hold, hold, help the poor, do not give to your church with your heart? If you are a father, you're expected to work and to feed your kids, educate them, take care of them in sickness, discipline them, teach them. If you don't, how can you say you are a father? You may be a man living in the house with your kids, but never a father. Now, th now think about that, folks. All right? So many people say they're a Christian, and they have an excuse for not attending the Bible study or not attending the prayer meeting, or not attending the service, or not going door knocking with the church. Actually, there's nothing that says you are a Christian when people look at you. There's an old thing going around about if you were arrested for being a Christian, would they have enough evidence against you to uh, prosecute you? Uh, uh, that's a good one, would they? Just saying you're a Christian? <coughs> you know how many people say they're Christians? Millions. Jehovah Witnesses say they're Christians. Mormons say they're Christians. English and the Christos say they're Christians. Uh, even some Baptists, Lutherans, uh, what else we got? Episcopalians, Methodists, Presbyterians. There's a lot of people who say they are Christians. But they're not Christians. They're not Christians. And so you have to ask yourself, out of the thousands and thousands of religions in the whole world, did I pick the right one? I mean, sure, you think it's right because your mother and father had it, and their mother and father had it, and how could that be wrong? Your mother and father was never wrong in their entire lives, right? Oh, they were. Okay. So something is uh, as, as important as this is, your eternal salvation, your eternal destiny versus your eternal damnation. Don't you think you should look into it? Don't you think you should pick the right faith? And by the way, we have a faith. We don't even have a religion. Religion is not for us. Religion is the uh, perpetual doing over and over and over and over again, rituals and things like that. Uh, it's just not faith. Faith is a relationship with Jesus Christ. As well as we have relationships with other Christians. Uh, okay, I'm, I got a little cold here today, folks. So if I'm coughing and sneezing, I'm not cutting it out. That's who I am. <coughs> How about those who say they are Christians, but then not show themselves as Christians in and out of the church. person that goes to church once a week is a person that goes to church once a week. And one that goes two times is also a person that goes two times. 
To be a Christian is the same as being in love. You love to wake up next to the spouse. You love to do what makes your spouse happy. In the case of the children, it, it is the same thing. It's a loving relationship that puts God first in all things. Just like children loving their parents and hugging them and wanting to be near them and wanting them to bring them different places. Must be a lot of ambulances today. And uh, they like hanging out with their parents because their parents are just their love, their love. That's the same thing with the relationship between a Christian and his heavenly father. <coughs> is your goal to see the next paycheck? Or is this serve God by raising these kids? Do you look forward to your vacation more than a compound to, to be in, to preach, to, uh, to be able to uh, play basketball with the kids? and Something bigger than yourself. Do you help others when it's convenient or do you suffer for Christ? When you start treating Christ as your love and your best friend and others as yourself, then you will know if you are saved or not. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven says, Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So let's get on with it. How does one get saved? Well, you get saved after the Holy Spirit invites you to love Christ. Now that sounds crazy. But he stimulates your desire to love Christ, to know Christ. And at that point, you either reject Christ or you accept Christ. He might be doing it right now to you. <coughs> you might be saying right now that I want to love God, I want to know God. And, and that's the Holy Spirit uh, bringing you to Christ. That's what the Holy Spirit does, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Uh, the Father's in heaven, the, Holy, the Son died on the cross for your sins, and the Holy Spirit, He introduces you to Jesus. And now what comes next? You want to get to know Jesus. You say to Him, Lord, I know you're God who became man. I know you suffered and died for me on the cross to pay my sin. Because of my sin, I am separated from you. Please forgive that sin. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. And I will try to follow you all the days of my life. I will try to be the best Christian I can be. I know I'll fail at times, but I know you'll still be there to welcome me with open arms as I attempt to serve you. And that's it. That's all. No growing like a chicken. No praying Hail Mary. None of that nonsense. Alright, that's in the Bible. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And it's not just, oh, I, I know Jesus exists. I believe that he was in the Bible. Uh, that's, that's knowing him, knowing about him. But it's not believing in him. And believing in him is what he did for you on the cross. <coughs> Let me tell you how that works real quickly. And then we'll go. 
When Adam and Eve was in the Garden of Eden, God told them to not eat from the tree of the knowledge of the good of, of the fruit. Don't eat from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because in that day you will die. Well, we know they did eat from it, and in that day they died twice. You might say they didn't die at all, but they died twice. Number one, immediately they were out of communication with God. They died spiritually. And number two, they died in the year of the Lord. The, the, the Lord's year is 1,000 years. And so they lasted 900 and something years and died. Now, uh, I'm sure they came back to God and asked for forgiveness and was forgiven. But even though you asked for forgiveness and was forgiven, the things that you've done don't necessarily change. He wasn't allowed back into Eden or anything like that. But here's the deal. When God made man, he made you and me also. He made the DNA that would come down from generation to generation and spread out around the whole world. He made the entire human race. So when God kicked Adam out of, of Eden, he kicked the whole human race out. We were all separated from God because of sin. And that's why Jesus died, to pay for that sin. You don't go to hell for stealing a piece of bubble gum out of a store. You don't even go to hell for murder. Heck, you could be a murderer and then find Jesus and sincerely believe and ask him to forgive you. And you're forgiven. Now that sounds crazy to you because you would never forgive a murderer. All right? But you're human. <coughs> God looks at the inside, the heart, the soul, what you're feeling right now. So you tell me, what are you feeling right now? Do you feel that you need to love God, that you need to know Him, that you need to obey Him and follow Him? Do you need to have a life that's associated with a Christian? You either accept it or you reject it. And if you accepted it, welcome to the kingdom of heaven. And if you rejected it, well, that's it for you. All right? All right, that's it for today. I want to thank you for listening. I want to pray that God will touch your hearts and souls. Not only will he bring you to the Lord if you don't know him, but he'll bring you to speaking to other people about the Lord as his, as his uh, commission is. Uh, I pray that you will be blessed in everything you do this week. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you need to talk to me, Write me at 7101 at USA.net, 7101 at USA.net. God bless. See you next time.